Today we're going to talk about the indications of fasting. Fasting, integrative medicine and inspiration. The Buchinger Wilhelmi Amplius program, where tradition meets innovation. As pioneers of fasting, we share our insights gained from a century of fasting experience and present fascinating results from the latest fasting research. We will talk to leading experts about fasting and aspects of integrative mind and body medicine, including nutrition, exercise, relaxation and mindfulness techniques to inspire you to live a long, healthy and fulfilling life. Welcome everybody to this new episode on the topic of indications for fasting. My name is Leo Wilhelmi. I'm the managing director of the Buchinger Wilhelmi Clinic on Lake Constance in Germany. And today I'm here with our scientific director, Dr. Françoise Wilhelmi de Toledo. And uh, she's not only our scientific director, but also my mother. So today we're going to talk about uh, topics that are played a big role in our family since a long time and now also in the professional lives affect us a lot. So welcome, Dr. Francoise Wilhelmi de Toledo. Welcome, Leonard Wilhelmi. Okay, so um, today we're going to talk about the indications of fasting. So the indications of fasting means what kind of indications can benefit from a fasting experience um, and who should fast and why should somebody fast? Well, this is a topic in permanent evolution. I'm going to start telling you what our founder, Dr. Otto Buchinger, the founder of the Buchinger Wilhelmi program. So first we are going to see what he considered as being the indication of fasting in the 40s and 50s. And then uh, we'll see what today it has been a big progress and a big evolution since then. And there are different forms of fasting, intermittent fasting, several of them, and the long-term fasting. So I'm going to focus on our specialty, the long-term fasting. First, the daughter of Otto Buchinger, uh, the grandmother of Leonard uh, Wilhelmi said, what can you treat and cure with fasting? She asked her father and uh, he answered, ask me something easier. What cannot be treated or cured by fasting? And uh, this answer was only three things in the time of Otto Buchinger. It was tuberculosis, hyperthyroidism, because you couldn't treat it like we do today. Today is not a contraindication anymore. And cancer. But cancer was because no one had experience with uh, fasting and cancer. Today, there is an evolution in this topic too. So we have evoluted since the 30s, 40s, 50s, and uh, three, four generations now from family members and professionals in our clinics have developed the original Buchinger Fasten in the Buchinger Wilhelmi Amplius uh, fasting program. Uh, what are we curing and what are we treating now in the clinics? We have uh, documented this in a peer review, uh, which is called Fasting Therapy and Expert Panel uh, Consensus Guidelines in 2013. And we classified the diseases we generally treat in our centers 
under medical supervision. Of course, this indication don't always the same if you have no medical supervision. So, of course, if you have no medical supervision in our, in our way of thinking for prolonged fasting, you should be very healthy and young, but not treat diseases with that method. So the first group that is really very well documented also from the results in our clinic are the metabolic diseases. First, overweight, obesity. And uh, obesity is a very normal and you can understand that when you don't eat, the weight is going to go down. It has been also used in the 70s and 80s to treat morbid obesity. At that time, they couldn't imagine that fasting could be used to treat normal weighted person. It was only very extremely obese persons. And it was called the zero calorie diet. This shows us that when um, you start using the fasting only for one indication, which is the weight loss, then you lose the philosophy and, and all the knowledge we have around fasting. And you reduce that to a diet. Fasting at three dimensions, a medical one, a community dimension, and also a spiritual dimension. Of course, to treat obesity at that time by very obese people, it was just a matter of not giving them to eat. They didn't do physical exercise. They didn't have a program. At that time, you didn't know exactly what to do to maintain the weight afterwards. So this went out of fashion. And now it's not used anymore, except in centers like ours, not for morbid obese patients, but for overweight, of course. And we noticed also that the very dangerous overweight is when the fat is inside of the, the abdominal cavity. Uh, this is linked to metabolic disorders like high blood pressure, like diabetes type 2, like dyslipidemia to, uh, to high cholesterol. This is reduced first. So we have a reduction of um, the weight circumference. The blood pressure is diminished too normalized. It goes down to a certain norm and then it stays there. The people having a normal high blood pressure, they don't go under the norm. And then it reduced total cholesterol. It reduced LDL cholesterol. It reduced triglycerides. This is all the lipids. And also it has a very causal um, treating and therapeutic effect on diabetes type 2. And all that together is the metabolic syndrome. So metabolic syndrome and, and uh, metabolic dysfunctions are treated in a very efficient method. And this is science-based. We have made a big publication on 1,422 subjects in 2019, which uh, document that. You can also stop smoking by fasting. It's much easier than in your life. And when you treat metabolic uh, disorders, then you automatically make a prevention for cardiovascular diseases like uh, heart uh, infarction, myocardial infarction, and um, stroke. So this is the first block, metabolic diseases and cardiovascular diseases. Then there is the block of the chronic inflammatory diseases, and this is very large. This is everything that is painful, that is red, swollen, and uh, typically arthritis, the joints, inflammations, but also the more severe forms of arthritis, which are rheumatoid arthritis or polyarthritis. This is a systemic disease touching all the joints and can really 
lead to very, very uh, big invalidity. And this is what happened to Otto Buchinger, by the way. The founder of our Buchinger Wilhelmi Clinics suffered special form of polyarthritis, which has made him invalid. Uh, he was almost in a wheelchair and he fasted 19 days and cured that disease forever. Other inflammatory diseases can be treated by fasting because fasting is practically improving the mechanisms of inflammation. It diminishes inflammations. So you have positive effects also on colitis, gastritis, and also the NASH, non-alcoholic steatohepatitis, meaning a fatty liver which has got, got inflamed and can turn into a cirrhosis. So this is a very bad disease touching millions of people, including a lot of children, because of this incredible overconsume of sugar. Mm -hmm. You have also other painful and inflammatory mechanisms like migraines. It is documented that you can better and improve a lot the migraines and headaches in general, asthma, allergies, atopian, all these diseases of a dysfunctional immunity which lead to severe inflammations. During the time of where you fast, you make a long-term fast, for instance, of 10 days. And if you have a pollen, to, pollen allergy to birches, let's say, in April, then the symptoms will diminish immediately. So you have a powerful instrument to diminish the symptomatic of inflammatory diseases and also diseases like fibromyalgia, where the people have pains, but you don't see the origin of them are much uh, improved. So it's always worth trying, especially under medical control, because if you have a contraindication for fasting, the doctor is going to see it. There are other forms of uh, indications that we treat very, very frequently. This is pre-burnout situation. This is all the physical and mental exhaustion. Uh, people coming saying, well, if I don't do something now, I'm going to crash. So depressive mood, chronic fatigue, situation where you just have exaggerated, uh, maybe overworked yourself, too much eaten. And so all comes together, your, your sort of uh, extreme fatigue and lack of drive, but also uh, the metabolic problems come together. And... Um, when we uh, consider this aspect, we could uh, show in recent publications that the oxidative stress is diminished by fasting and the antioxidant um, power and potential is increased. So all of that makes that fasting is a sort of intervention that reboosts your whole system mentally, well, I mean, psychologically, but also physically. Now, there are a lot of indications that are now on research, which we never treated before, but uh, especially the neurological diseases. And neurological diseases like epilepsy, they are known as being well-treated and stabilized by fasting and ketogenic diets, which are the diets which emit the metabolism of fasting. And now a lot of research on Parkinson, Alzheimer, multiple sclerosis, but on another part also on cancer, probably as a, an indispensable accompanying therapy for chemotherapy for the conventional treatments of cancer. So some tumors will never be cured only by 
drugs and uh, uh, conventional methods, but need a context of dietary changes, mm. especially if you cannot fast uh, long term for many reasons, then you should at least do a restrictive ketogenic diet with some aspect of uh, boosting the antioxidative potential and boosting maybe delivering also anti-angiogenic uh, uh, foods. Okay, that's very a very good overview. Thank you very much for sharing that. So we heard a lot about indications uh, for fasting, reasons why should, you should fast and uh, when it's good to fast physically, but also mentally. Uh, it can be a very good and a powerful therapeutic measure to fast. What are contraindications? Hearing all these positive effects, are there also the times where you shouldn't fast or where it's recommended not to fast? For fasting uh, in general, let's say, uh, there are very few contraindications for intermittent fasting. Sometimes you just contraindicate that uh, as out of prudence because it's not yet proved that you can do it. Uh, for long-term fasting, there are some contraindications. The first of all is clearly when you are too skinny. If you have what we call cachexia, this happens sometimes in some diseases, especially in old persons. Mm -hmm. This can be accompanied also from what we call sarcopenia, which is a, a sort of, of loss of muscles. So long-term fasting is much too a strong stimulus for the mm -hmm. body. So uh, we choose other form of nutritional strategies. And eating disorders uh, like bulimia, this is relative contraindication. We had very good results with some bulimic or bulimic tendencies. Mm. Uh, anorexia is certainly a contraindication. Maybe it will be once with very short fasting possible, but for the moment we contraindicate that. And this is in a, in a medical context. You will see that the doctor is going to tell the person, is it indicated for you or not? Cancer is a relative contraindication. Uh, addictions mm. are also a relative contraindication because the structures of the center we work with is not very closed. It's a semi-open center. So some contraindications come only because you don't have the possibility to take care properly of the people. But for instance, in addictions, we see by people coming who have excess of alcohol, maybe not alcoholism, but drink a lot. It's for them extremely easy to stop alcohol without having symptoms. Uh, thanks to the fasting. So the mm. fasting seems to stimulate all through autophagy and a lot of other processes, all the elimination systems of the body. Mm. And it is, of course, un unspecific. In all the situation, you will profit from this cleaning of the cell environment mm. and the regeneration afterwards. Mm. So regenerating your system means when you fast, you shrink your organs and then you rebuild them anew with stem cells and uh, new synthesis. Thank you very much. If you want to know more about that, we've covered the topic um, of regeneration and realimentation in another episode. But uh, in general, one could say that consulting a specialist before you fast in case you have a certain condition is always a good recommendation. And for the others, thanks to the science that is published worldwide, but also the science studies that we published, we know more about indications in fasting 
and when it's good for somebody to fast on a certain uh, condition. So thank you very much for sharing this. It was very interesting. And uh, if you'd like to learn more, stay tuned. If you want, please subscribe to our podcast or to our video channel. Leave us a comment. We are very happy to provide you with some feedback. Thank you very much uh, for joining and uh, see you in the next episode.